Nation is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib jab, jib jab, jib jab, jib jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. We should call this uh, episode the the tryptophan episode because (laughs) that's all it's going to be is the effects of tryptophan slowly taking over as we record the episode. See, I can't tell with me if it's tryptophan or just the fact that I'm working overnights this week. Yeah. Like, I can't tell if it's a turkey or if I'm just exhausted. What kind of malaise am I in? Is it work-induced? Is it food? Is it work? Sleep? I don't know. Food coma? Listen, I'm just really proud of myself that I have figured out the timers for all of our Christmas lights. Timers are like Maya kryptonite. They, I can't figure them out. They drive me crazy. But all the Christmas lights in the house are going on and off at the same time every day, and it's kind of amazing. So we are recording this. On Thanksgiving. On, well, yeah. like I mean, literally, we, we, just, we just got ate. done <laughs> eating Thanksgiving dinner. And here we are saying, you know, it's the best idea after that. Let's record. <laughs> Let's go record. No, I think this is good because. Entertaining I feel piece like of content. Otherwise, we just pass out for a while. True story. And I can't do that because I have to go to bed at yeah. eight and get up at two. So like it's, I can't, I can't pass out till I go to bed. You're on a very strict, like I'm working third shift this week. So yeah. these are my exact times when I'm awake, when I'm asleep yeah. and you can't mess that up. It's not that bad. It's, it just sucks because your body starts to get used to it and then your schedule changes. Yeah, sure. Like t- tonight, as in like Friday is my last overnight, but then I work two overnights next week, but then I go to working like three to 11. So it's just bizarre, but I don't care because I get to work from home. So cool. This is uh, episode 90. 90. 90, everyone. It was also nice uh, being up at 4 a.m. to put the turkey breast in the crock pot. <laughs> we, we've always joked about... The people who have to get up at like the ass crack of dawn to start their turkey because it's either like so big and they have so many people over and blah, blah, blah. And we're always I like, mean, well, we it, never have to do that. That's kind of the lore of, I mean, just depending on how you cook and where you're from and how you do things. Yeah. Some things and some people are very traditional and they make things all from scratch. Yeah. And a lot of that just needs to be done day of. And if that means having to get up at, you know, like you said, four in the morning to start making the pies and getting the turkey in. That's just what you did. You had the advantage, though, of saying, well, I'm I working. was already up, yeah. So what, your shift was 2.30 in the morning? 2.30 to 10.30. To 10.30. And we, we went a little different this year. We just got a turkey breast because it's just the three of us, and every year we have so much turkey left over. Um, it kind of backfired on us, though, because the turkey breasts are all gigantic. I got the smallest one. It was 10 pounds and we have about eight pounds of turkey you wanted like five pounds yeah they're just there wasn't any it was they those don't exist they're like these hormonal crazy ass monster turkeys it doesn't sound if if you're in my boobs aren't even that big but i mean (laughs) if you're in the business of selling things by by pound the weight to be bigger yeah i get it i i see the logic in no one but i mean honestly you did you tried to find the smallest one which we, ended up being 10 pounds. We still have a it lot. It just over, barely but. fit in the crock pot. But I, it was kind of cool to find out. Yeah, I could cook it in the crock pot. It was pretty cool. Nine hours, man. I put it in. Uh, it was funny, though. I was, you know, putting butter and salt and pepper on it and like chopping up some garlic for it. Then I started peeling potatoes and it was like 4.15. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm my grandma. Yeah, like I'm up, up at 4.15 yeah. peeling potatoes while the rest of the house is sleeping. <laughs> And 
it was funny because I was doing it in between newscasts, so I had to time myself. Like, okay, I have to be back in the studio by 4.18 to get that newscast in. Jesus. <laughs> it was fun, though. Your uh, time management skills. Oh, hey, they're okay. on point. They are good on point. You. The older I get, the better they get. So, uh, yeah, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. We're actually releasing this on what is known as traditionally as Black Friday. This is very interesting because this is uh, our first big holiday weekend out of the broadcast game. Like, we do this podcast. This is the 90th episode. And essentially, this is about the one-year anniversary of when... We got fired. When we got fired and... and I should say laid off, because fired yeah. has such a negative connotation. And, well, they say it was financial. They're like, we don't know, I mean, what, listen, we don't know when the pandemic's going to be over, all so the business, All the business stopped. When, yeah. when you're an advertising-based business... Right, which is what the broadcast medium is. Whether yeah. I mean, that's what it all is. The internet. It's supposed TV, to be radio. It's supposed to be for the greater good, but they got to yeah. sell it to make money off. You got to sell it. So Capitalism. when you know you have something that fucking cripples the economy, that no one saw it coming, and it's like, what do you do? You just got to keep fucking trimming away uh, just to make it through. So you know, we're here on this holiday weekend, and it's our first one where we're kind of through the looking glass, and we haven't had to traditionally do the things that we've done in the past yeah we used to um and it's it's funny because i say like i have to work this weekend because that's my job is to fill in for people when they go on vacation or they have a holiday so i expected to work but the difference is like if we were still in radio we'd have we might have today off it's questionable we've had to work on thanksgiving before um, but if we had today off, then tomorrow morning we'd have to be up at the ass crack of dawn to be at the mall for Black yeah. Friday for a broadcast. Or, or somewhere of the light. It was always a mall. It was always a it was, mall. It was usually a mall, but you would end up somewhere with a traditional Black Friday morning whatever. And then we'd and end up but, at, at somewhere for Small Business Saturday. And by the way, that's for like, I ain't going to bullshit you. That's for some companies um, uh, that maybe are are uh, of the size where you can do that. I know a lot of dudes in real super small markets, like the guys doing real local yeah. broadcasting, where Friday is just another it's work a, it's day. It's a work day, yeah. Like it is just like Thursday is your holiday. And this is because, you know, there's such small operations yeah. that are such, you know, owned by Farmer Bob. And he's making maybe a nickel and a half off owning this thing that, you know, it's just like back at it on Friday and we're doing our, our, our normal shift or something. So this is like our first time where I like my fucking workplace is dude. Yeah. We are shut the fuck they down. Like dead at like two yesterday. Oh, You're like, man. Oh, the emails have stopped. Yeah. I guess we're done. Everything is done at like, you know, cause I, I work at a, a private practice, a mental health uh, uh, provider. Right. So you come to us to get therapy. So our office is shut down. No one's seeing nobody. Everything's done till Monday. You've been doing kind of more just traditional, this is your shift. Yeah. You're on from this time, this time. it's news. The news yeah. never stops. It is funny, though. I, I had I look on the schedule every day to see who I'm like, who's my editor, yeah. who I have to contact for stuff. And the schedule is half as big as it usually is because it's a news schedule. And there are, you know, people at the White House reporting. I mean, it's huge. Today, maybe three or four lines. It's the first time I've seen it like that. Like, it's bizarre. Dude, by the way, and you can check the stamp on it. Uh, go to our, our, our Twitter feed, at Pat and AJ. Um, I, I got to give a shout to the technical gurus at NBC who coordinated a live presidential phone call to al roker while al roker 
was on the sidelines of the Macy's Holy Thanksgiving shit. Day Parade. Holy shit. And it was like a 35-second hit. It was like oh the most God. perfectly timed, and Al Roker fucking yucked it up like, hold on, my phone's ringing. Who's that? And then all of a sudden you it's hear Joe the- Joe Biden. Yeah, it's fucking Joe Biden and, and Jill Biden, right? And it was quick. It was like, hey, and it was like, fucking happy Thanksgiving. You know, Biden's like a, like a classic politician, so he has yeah. like the, the, the fucking- The handshake The handshake stuff, stuff yeah. like down pat. He's out on holiday shaking and, hands. And Al Roker's just like, you know, pinging on the quick, like, hey, is it great to happy Thanksgiving and thanks for, you know, pardoning I, peanut butter and jelly or whatever the fuck. It, it is peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, Those were you. the two turkeys he so, pardoned. But, but it was, and, and it literally was about 35 seconds and it was kind of in the midst of Al Roker oh being Al Roker. God. And I sat there and, and I just was washed over with how many people Thank were, you. were involved in getting that to, to make happen. that happen because that was a phone call, which is presidential. And if you've ever read about presidential phone calls, like just the way it's different than making well, a regular yeah. phone call, it's a big fucking to do. But, you know, they coordinated this presidential phone call to be fed to an earpiece. At, a, at the Macy's at the parade. At the Macy's Day Parade. Can I just tell you from a new standpoint, I can't imagine the complete chaos that was going on behind the scenes to make right? that happen. Holy shit. It's really cool. And it's, it's cool, but it's weird because I forget about it because I have like a corporate laptop mm-hmm. and it's connected to the network of the news network I work for. Yeah. And people will check in and just start talking to you through your computer. They're like, hello, so-and-so, this is so-and-so at this time, here's what's going on this hour, here's who's working, yeah, yeah. happy Thanksgiving. And like, it just happens out of nowhere. It just happens. It, and it scares the shit out of me every time it does. <laughs> it's like 4, 11 in the morning and somebody's talking to me through my computer. I'm what like, what? The fuck? what? But it's, I just can't, that must have been such an right? undertaking. And I literally, the first thing I did was just tweet about it because I'm like, bravo. Yeah, that's Tip impressive. of the hat to everyone who like made that happen. It was... Do you you hear about as Joe Biden, slick by the way? as it could be. What about Joe he, Biden? Uh, I feel so bad for him. I was, no. was going to report on this this morning. <laughs> say but what now? No. <laughs> uh, it's not quite as bad. It's okay. not as many what nows as when Trump was in office. Yeah, yeah. But there's a few. There's still what nows. But I yeah. felt bad for him today because one of the big stories was, you know, he had a colonoscopy earlier this week. Yeah, that, that uh, yeah. Kama, and the big deal was that Kamala Harris was, quote unquote, president for a yeah, few hours. Like 85 minutes. I know. And they're like, you know, it's, it's, it's just protocol. Yeah. But, um, Wouldn't that be funny if she had like a stack of bills ready to sign? Right, like she was like feverishly signing all the shit she <laughs> wants to get through. <laughs> um, but the, one of the first stories is when I woke up this morning is he uh, they discovered benign polyps oh. in his colon and benign's the okay or no not benign okay. is okay but they said they could be precancerous. So I'm like yeah, this yeah. guy has his the, his asshole's <laughs> business all over the internet. Like that's can you imagine? Oh, Everybody shit, knows man. about your butt now. Everybody. That is one of the rare. I don't. I don't even think. It's I don't know pure. what's worse. I don't know what's worse. Trump's doctor blatantly lying that he's in 100 percent great health, or then Biden's yeah. doctor saying he's got lumps in his ass. Like I, it's it, there's just no happy medium here. Is there any other position out there? I don't even think like CEOs of publicly traded companies no. have to disclose their medical stuff that Dude, much. Even, I mean, maybe like a basic, like 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 I'm sure like a Warren Buffett fucking probably puts out some kind of a health thing. But he has the choice. He doesn't yeah. have to. I mean, even, and this is the other thing that's, yeah. the juxtaposition's hilarious because the last two weeks, there's been all this new 
news about the queen and her health. Yeah. And they're not taught. They don't release like details. Like she was in the it's hospital. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. She was in the hospital for a mystery illness. They wouldn't tell us what it is. She just kept missing stuff. They Could wouldn't tell us why. Could you imagine if but a president here tried to get away with a mystery illness? Oh, yeah. A that mystery would, illness. That would last 60 minutes. Right. 60 minutes before people lost their minds. It's just it, the, the juxtaposition between the yeah. two is so yeah, crazy. Yeah, that is weird. I can't think of another job where literally you can get something shoved up your ass. And, that's, and then the uh, world reports the on world it. Reports For on the it. record, I didn't report on it because you it didn't, didn't, report it didn't on scream it? Thanksgiving morning to me. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, folks. There's polyps of Joe Biden's ass. <laughs> just did not seem like hold it Hold on, it, hold it, on. It We're zooming in on the polyps. It's Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's who it is. That's who it is. And Matt Gates, Lauren Bobert. Those are all. Seth, does he name each polyp? Some, he names one each of the polyp. crazy right wing conspiracy people. Funny man. So I uh, hope you had a good Thanksgiving, and hope maybe I mean hell, who knows? This is what I like to call the Friends holiday, and not because you have like a Friendsgiving. It's just because the show Friends, um, every Thanksgiving episode was a big deal. You know, I did realize that a lot of my shows, because you know now all your your group streaming services, especially if they're uh, um, you know owned by like Peacock or yeah. Paramount Plus, they're pushing you kind of their product, yeah. right? And I noticed a lot of the. Uh, Thanksgiving episode pages pop up, and I realized how many of my favorite shows have Thanksgiving specials. Ha- and, 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 and Roseanne I know, was like that. Yeah, um, South Park, Thirty Rock, ER was like that, and it was more just they showed them how they they yeah. still worked on holidays, what they celebrated. Yeah, so I know like you're thinking Friends because yeah. we're right now, and we're going to talk all about Friends. By the way, we're going to review yes. Friends this episode here on the 90th episode. We review the entire series of Friends from the perspective of me, who's never seen it, before. never saw an episode my entire life until I said this is. What I'm going to do with my free time. This is what I'm going to do with my free time and my wife. That's coming up here on this 90th episode. But I did notice that a lot of it seems like Thanksgiving is, um, I don't want to say easy pickings. I was just say it's, it's a softball. It's, it is, it's an easy. It's like Christmas, right? It's like, yeah, like, it's any holiday. Like Roseanne was always fun because they did the cool Halloween episodes. Yeah. And then there was always drama. And that's the thing family, friend drama at Thanksgiving is easy. To write for comedy writers. Like, yeah. that's just, hey, this is an easy episode. We it's, don't have to come up with anything. I was going to say, it's a very much the equivalent of like a morning radio person going, hey, it's a national hot dog day. Yes. And and call me up and tell me what's your favorite hot dog. And yeah. then everyone calls you up and the, you can take phone calls for hours on that exactly. shit. Right. But it does just seem like a plethora. Thanksgiving is just, I don't know. It's a good holiday, apparently, for everyone to uh, it's just. It's relatable. It, you know what? I Yeah, I guess that is the best. Although way. I did see. Right. I feel I felt really bad for somebody um, on social media. It was a friend of a friend. I don't know this person, but she was like, "Happy Thanksgiving! What are you all doing?" Mm-hmm. And her friend posted. She said, "We're not celebrating because my twenty-somethings hate what it stands for." Uh, yeah. And I actually felt really bad because I'm like, "It sucks that that's what it stands for." And they like, "Why? Let's just make it a food get together holiday." You know what yeah. I mean? Like, let's just forget about the original reasoning for it. And, and I'm like, that sucks. Her kids aren't even coming over. There's no turkey. Oh, my God. I, do I don't even know her, but I wanted to invite her over. That's like um, your, uh, your uh, parents lost your sister when she became an atheist for, like, Christmas. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, listen. She, she calls them all fake holidays and just uses it. I don't do this anymore. She doesn't show up, yeah. 
Give me presents, though. But I don't do this anymore. No, she gets pissy about the presents. See, she's a total millennial, so this makes sense. Okay. Because, you know, obviously this. But, you know, no, I think this woman's kids are even younger than her because she's 36 now. Okay. We forget that. Millennials are, are approaching 40. Up so fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they still don't own, yeah. own homes, but they're growing up so well, fast. Well, but that's what we were talking about with my sister is she's always been super anti-Christmas because yeah. – she has a hundred grand in student loans. She's like, I don't have money to buy junk for people that don't need it. Yeah. And she's always like, I don't want to be the only one not giving presents. So she just doesn't go anymore. Yeah. Your sister has always, uh, she's always kind of lauded. Like she doesn't, um, she can't keep up with the Joneses in that yeah. sense. And that's why she doesn't show up where she's at. Like today, where she at for, she's for at Thanksgiving. Home. Well, she's at home because she's sick. She's got some sort of upper respiratory thing. It's not COVID. Okay. She took a test. <laughs> I love how everything now has to be with, it's not, not COVID. COVID. It's not a tumor. Yes. Uh, it's not COVID. Her husband, she's kind of like um, rebelling a little bit, but I understand mm-hmm. Her husband's family is very anti-vax, conspiracy theory. Okay. They all just had COVID like a couple weeks ago, and they're all getting together for Thanksgiving. And she said, no fucking way. That's how you do it. But then, of course, her husband, my brother-in-law, is between a rock and a hard place. Like, he, he agrees with her. But he's like, but shit, this is my family. So she she did get out of it this year by being sick, which is good. So she said she's going to be home eating mac and cheese with her dog. And that right there is what we call the Wisconsin... Karen Rogers fan base. Right there. They're like, fuck yeah. You and your COVID toe. Fuck yeah. COVID toe. God damn. All right. So listen, this is the rules of this podcast. When we're done with the podcast, we get to go have pie. So we've literally eaten our Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. And there is a pie waiting for us. All right. Now, question, are we going to walk the dog first or have pie first? Oh, shit, man. I think you have to, what? Mm. I think we got to walk the dog All first. Right. Walk the dog first. Then pie. And then pie. Yes. So right now, the goal uh, is to get this podcast done in a timely, entertaining yes, manner. and go walk the and dog. Walk the dog. And have some pie. And then more food. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay, also, just so you know, I'm not going to make a turkey this year. What? Well, Phoebe doesn't eat turkey. Phoebe? Turkeys are beautiful, intelligent animals. No, they're not. They're ugly and stupid and delicious. All right, fine if it means that much to you, but there's going to be a ton left over. No, no, there won't. I promise I will finish that turkey. You're telling me you can eat almost an entire turkey in one sitting? That's right. Because I'm a Tribbiani. This is what we do. I never in a million, billion years... Thought I would get this guy over here to sit down and watch Friends. And that's okay, because I don't like foreseeing things I like on other people. Pat, on the other hand, loves doing that, but it's okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, a, yeah. I'll sit. If you're my partner, okay? so like uh, he, he tries to force me yeah. to love everything he loves. I just feel like if I put my stamp of approval on it, I, I, re- should too. I feel like you should really get into it as well. And a lot of the times I am correct, right? Oh, I'd say you're about 70-30. That's, that's a pretty good average. I mean, it's taken. We've been together since like 2006. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's taken me this long to finally just come out and say I don't like the Beatles. It's nothing personal. <sighs> I I know they're amazing. I respect their their I respect that. They're just not my cup of tea, but he's been trying to force the Beatles on me forever. So I kind of felt like Friends was my Beatles for you. I'm like, I don't want to force it on him because I don't think he'll I don't I didn't think you'd like it. And 
The show is very different than I remember, and we just finished the last episode last night. We got through all 10 seasons. Why did we start? I don't, I, you know what? We started- We were talking about the reunion. The reunion. Which nobody watched, but we were just, you know, there was a million news stories about it. We were yeah. talking about Matthew Perry and, you know, how he everybody thought he was on drugs. Really, he just had a dental procedure or some shit. Yeah. Um, but we just started talking about it, and then you brought up something interesting that the writer of one of our favorite shows, mm-hmm. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia- has said pretty openly that Friends is like his inspiration for It's Always Sunny. Yeah, I was. It was totally one of those, um, you know, uh, YouTube viral. This, you know, Seinfeld versus Friends, right? And it was all these Hollywood folks, you know, the people that actually matter, not just talking heads. I hate the entertaining lists where it's just people that don't know what the fuck they're talking oh, about, yeah. talking out of pocket. But these were all the heavy hitters saying. Out of these two shows, where do you kind of land? Yeah. Kind of like the Elvis Beatles thing, yeah. right? So, uh, but yeah, Rob, how do you say his last name? Oh, I don't know. Michelaney or something. McElhaney? McElhaney, I don't yeah. know. So, uh, I've never been able to figure it out, but he he took a lot of inspiration yeah. for It's Always Sunny like, from Friends. He's used in this compilation a bunch as a talking head where he's like, Friends is the funniest show, hands yeah. down, of all time, ever written. And that's when I said to Pat, I said, well, and I just couldn't tell if I was remembering it wrong. Because I'm like, I, I watched the whole thing from beginning to end in real time, mm-hmm. but it was it went off the air in 2004. And I'm like, I was also in college, so I was kind of checked out. I'm like, maybe I'm not remembering the show. I think maybe you'll like it. Like, maybe it we should give it a shot. And yeah. he was totally willing to give it a shot, and I was shocked. Yeah, because I said, as long as I feel like, because I was. Well, I've also spent most of our morning show career making friends jokes that you don't get. I never got. And never I'm got. like, fine, like you need to get these jokes. And <laughs> right? here's the best part. Pat would make the jokes back at me, even though he didn't get the reference. He would, he'd yell like, pivot! Well, yeah, pivot. The pivot one you can pick up on, you know, just through like yeah. a, a YouTube clip, right? But I was like, listen, why don't we, let's give it a try. I'm like, if it sucks, we don't watch it again. And Friends, it did not suck. Friends aired from 1994 to 2004. So I'm trying to figure out where I was in my life. You so were was, like high school, college. So I was born in 78. So I was in 94. I was 16. It's my you were in ju- high school. Junior year of high school. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, you wouldn't have been interested I'm in that. I'm fucking show at the time. thug life in 94. <laughs> 94, 95, 96 are rough years for me. Yeah. Definitely not watching Friends. Then I transition into college. Got your shit together. Got my shit together. And that's 96 through, two, through 2000. Again, and then you were moving around for radio. This just and was then, not in your wheelhouse. This was at the time. nowhere, and like yeah. we used to, we, my mom, my sister, and I would sit down and watch it every Thursday. Yeah, night. see, that wasn't. But then, as we got later in the show, I was in college and working, and I was never home. So, like, we the the last couple of seasons, I didn't really remember very well. But mm-hmm. I'd say like the first six or seven, I totally, yeah. I remember all of it. It's a good show, man. I'm glad you liked it. It just makes me so happy that we watched the whole thing. And let me tell you what I was most worried about, because this is my second time around seeing the show. I was really worried that it would just be two 90s, 2000s out of touch. Didn't age. But yeah, see, but it, those did, but are it really, doesn't. But those are really fun years for they me. They were. Like, um, especially the 96 to like 2004 run. Those are really, for me, formative years in my life. So I could kind of play along. The earlier episodes 
were definitely harder to match up they with. They look old. They look like well, they're from the, the early 90s. <laughs> they did. What's the difference with that fashion jump? We were so holding oh, on to some. Oh, it's big. Yeah, there's a big jump. We were holding on to like the vests look on chicks with like yeah. t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. Which of course is back now, you know, but I digress. But but yeah, the earlier episodes definitely are harder for me to imagine like, well, where was I during that time? And that's you just. You were still a kid. Yeah. But yeah, definitely the later ones, the 2000s ones, I, I definitely get and the fashion yeah. and kind of just as the world is evolving. I'll and there t- weren't, there weren't too many references that were out of date. Like the only, the one that I think that was glaring was the pager. There was a lot of pagers for a long time. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, page me. But still, you know, it's, it, it's not like they made it a focal point. But then they, they, they transitioned by the end pretty to fast phones. to like cell phones, yeah. you know, like in the last episode, the last one, yeah. when they're calling on the phone, when uh, Rachel's on the plane to go to Paris, yeah. right? She's literally on a cell phone. So we've evolved this 2004. We got Nokia's by then. Yeah. We're all rocking our fucking daytime and free nighttime and weekend minutes. Yep, right. Right. Um, but no, it w- I think it aged really well, and it's still freaking hilarious. It is very funny. It is very well written. It is very well acted. It is. Oh, it gr- is. It is a group of people who I genuinely think, and from everything I've kind of read and researched, enjoyed each other's company. Yeah, they. I don't think there were any big riffs. They it, never. You've never heard. You that. say, yeah, it doesn't seem like a situation where you hear about some of these stories. Where I mean, Jesus, on on, on the Fresh Prince, we literally replaced a fucking character. Yeah. Yeah, because Aunt Viv and Will Smith hated each other. You know, I mean, can we, you imagine if one of them hated the other one? It, it would have yeah, been yeah. Un, unwatchable. I mean, which is I because, mean, like, on a show, I, and you hear that about movies all the time, like Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio. Di, Di nah, <laughs> Sorry, slip of the tongue. I love him, DiCaprio. Yeah. Um, they didn't like each other at the first on the set of Romeo and Juliet. Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey and Dirty Dancing didn't apparently like didn't like each other at all. Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder and Dracula they hated each other but those like you think about it those are movies yeah you, you can power through a movie when like you're doing a, like a, sh- a one-time project yeah, when you're yeah. doing a show for like eight years plus you have to get along with your castmates especially when I've read about how they literally when the show kind of really caught on and the cast had more creative power you yeah. realize okay let's let these actors these performers kind of uh, spread their wings, if you may, when you learn about how they were involved with literally rewriting the script yeah. on the go, that's a collaborative experience where everyone's kind of ha- they, they they, have to be on the yeah. same page. Well, I mean, notice how many episodes were directed towards the end by David Schwimmer. Yeah. Like a lot of yeah. them. Do you know, by the way, and I read it this morning, the last line of the show was ad-libbed. What, what was when, it? So when they're walking out of the apartment and Rachel's like, well, we should go get some coffee and they start walking out the door and oh. Chandler goes, where? where? Yeah. And I guess aside from it just being funny because we all know where they go for coffee, they said the set had been, Central Perk set had been broken down already. Ah. So that was their inside joke. Where but are gonna go? Gosh, I just, I loved it. And let me tell you, I loved different characters this time around because I'm older. I was going to ask you if you want to tell me who could you rank them from before to now? Um, before I, this is going to sound terrible. Hmm. I really still don't love Monica. I like her. I don't love her. Like there are a lot of moments where I'm like, she's a bitch. Like she's, and I felt that way the first time around too. I love Phoebe 
this time around. Last, yeah. my first time around, she made me kind of cringy. Okay. Because she was just so bizarre and comfortable with it. And like, I was coming up as a teenager into a young adult and, you know, you're trying to fit in. So you're like, why isn't she trying to fit in? Why is she just being weird all over the place? And now that I'm older, I'm like, good for her for being weird and all over the place. But uh, I, I love seeing Rachel, gosh, she really like blossomed in the show. I mean, she came in as a little rich girl who was living off her daddy's credit cards. And by the end, she's working for, you know, Ralph Lauren and Louis yeah. Vuitton and moving to France. Going and, to Paris. Yeah, it just, it was inspiring. I wow. love that. Inspiring. I, I liked it. I liked Ross more this time around. Of course, he's still whiny, but I loved it. Oh, he's such a whiny bitch. I just thought it was so funny because he is such kind, a whiny bitch. He, he goes from like Eeyore to 100 miles an hour in like two seconds. And I think that is so funny. Yeah. Um, if I had to rank everyone. Yeah, and- I can't rank them in like order, but I just, I feel differently about everybody this time. But I'm curious to see. I know you hate Ross. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> It's interesting because over the, the series from when we first started watching it, and by the way, we would watch like two episodes a night. Yeah. If it was, it was a weekend, bed, yeah. if it was a weekend. Maybe three or four. Three episodes. Yeah. Rarely four because she'd fall asleep. Um, but I will say that they fluctuated over time. Yeah. There was a dark horse from behind character that I did not expect to like as much as I did. But if I had to rank. Who's that? If I had to rank them, I'm going to go number one is Phoebe. Yeah. Number two is Joey. (laughs) Number uh, three is Chandler. Four is Monica. Five is Rachel. Six is Ross. Wow, Rachel's that far down on the list, huh? You know what? She is. She is funny as hell. I I really. No, she is. I really appreciated Jennifer Aniston as a female comedic actor because I don't think I thought about that the first time around. But I'm like, a beautiful woman like that? Yeah. She could have gone on to do anything. And and here she is being fucking hilarious. Well, and and, I mean, they were all. uh, Lisa Kudrow was up for, uh, you know, she auditioned for SNL. Wasn't Aniston up for SNL or wasn't I? I, I don't remember. I, I know we heard that interview. Um, That's the other reason we started watching it because all three of them, all three of the were, ladies they were, were on, They were doing press for they, the reunion. Yeah, we were in the pool one day listening to their interview with Howard Stern. Yeah. And Pat was like actually listening to it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, we can watch this It's just interesting because it's, it's whenever you can look back on something and they're yeah. obviously, like I said, doing press for all the reunions. So stuff. who's the dark horse? Um. So, and, and, and by the way, when I rank those characters, that's nothing about the, the actors. No. Like everyone just acted. Just their characters? Yes, just their characters. Everyone acted. Um, I think incredible. If I had to pick a weakest out of all of them, uh, it'd be tough, but it'd probably be Courtney Cox. Yeah. Um, she always just looked like she had a smirk on it. Like she was always trying not to laugh. Yeah. 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 Kind of like a little Jimmy Fallon. Right. A little bit about everything. But I couldn't, but she did it so often that after a while you just kind of ignored it. All right. The come from behind dark horse character who I thought I would not like. And, and for a while I was like, meh. And then at the end, I'm like, oh, my God, uh, is absolutely Joey. You know? Really? Yeah, because Aww. I was like, you know, I just don't want to see another, like, you know, devilish, uh, handsome character that nails all the poon on some show. But and, he's a, like a big dummy, too. But it's <laughs> so funny because, and, and they absolutely do. Charlie, and by the way. Um, yes, yeah, so if you watch it, so, and that's, <laughs> and that, that we did that a lot. We, we 
compare the, Com- it's yeah. always sunny in Philadelphia. We saw comparisons between the two shows. So there is an effect that we have in our household that we call the uh, Charlie effect. And the Charlie effect comes from it's always sunny in Philadelphia, which is now like the longest running oh, so great. sitcom of like all time. Such a great show. Uh, the character Charlie Kelly within the show, if you watch it from the first episode to now, just keeps getting he keep, the, the whittled, whittled yeah. down in like cognitive ability and intelligence and wit and just really becomes kind of a really dopey, uh, aloof idiot. You know, he's an idiot, yeah. But, like it all somehow works out. But always, it's funny, yeah. Right, and and but you definitely like in the first season, he's somewhat coherent, yeah. And then as the show goes on, he gets dumber and dumber. And that's how I feel with like Joey. With like by the end of the show, like they've so cemented his character, yeah. as this dopey dude, and that's why I think I liked him because at first I'm like, if he's just. A cunning, I know I can get laid by any chick I want yeah. kind of character. He's, I'm a soap opera actor. Yeah, I'm like, he's going to wear so thin on me. But he was so genuinely yeah. like a good character. Well, and I thought about that too when he and Rachel were dating for the like three episodes they dated. Yeah. Um, I'm like, are which they going to... Which was too long. I'm like, are they going to make him like debonair all of a sudden? Like he's going to be like Rico Suave? No. No, he was still his normal dumb self. And like you could see... Rachel, it was like she tried to think it was cute, but I don't think she thought it was cute. Yeah, he's just genuinely kind of that dopey dude. And, you know, I just, yeah. And so for that reason, he really, I just thought at first, I'm like, no, but by the end, number two, only behind Phoebe, because for all those same things that you said this second time around is what I felt. She is so secure in herself. Yeah. She is honest. I And I love that she's honest, even when it means um, admitting to like terrible things. Yeah. She talks about- She t- mugged Ross at one point yeah. as a teenager. She, she lived on the streets. So many like crazy aspects of her life. Or, she's like, the statute of limitations is almost over so I can travel. You're like, what did she you do? Know, <laughs> and, and, and she's just done. She's a survivor. She's yeah. had to do what she's had to do. She's been through hell and back. But still, kind of has a just I'm I'm a wildflower growing out of the concrete kind of uh, whims about her. Yeah, something I didn't notice the first time around is um, they made her out to be kind of a slut. Like she towards the end, they really but like even the end, it's not slutty. She it's, just got around, she's, man. She's just a confident chick. I, she's well, no, just but hang like, on, hang I know, on. I know. Back no, I don't want you to think I'm saying that co- no. confident chicks are sluts. What I'm saying is I don't remember that from the first time around. Maybe I wasn't paying attention enough, yeah. but I don't remember them making her so promiscuous. No, it, but it was like, funny. But like, it's it's the same, same thing again, and I'm going to pull the uh, comparison between Sweet D and, and Phoebe. Yeah. Same thing where you can say, do they both get around? Or are they legitimately kind of like um, like Artemis? Artemis from It's Always Sunny yeah. in Philadelphia is Artemis, confident in her sexuality, yes. and yes, she may. Artemis and Phoebe are may, pretty similar, you know, in, you know their goofiness. She may snag a lot of dick along the way, but I wouldn't say she's a <laughs> slut, right? No, okay, well, you know what so, I'm saying. But I mean, so I don't think Phoebe's character was written like that. But she definitely. But that's just like an extension. She's so of, much fun of her confidence, yeah. where she doesn't even give a shit about that. No. Yeah, so I bang that guy i bang that guy yeah i mean it's it's um it was such such a juxtap uh, uh this juxtaposition against these new york yes 
up and coming 20 something year olds who, like you said, are figuring out who they are professionally and personally. And I think that was my only problem with the ending is I couldn't remember how they wrapped everything up with everybody. Like I remembered Ross and Rachel and Monica and Chandler. Yeah. Couldn't remember what I remember that Phoebe got married, but I don't. I'm like, did they really do anything with that? No, it's just kind of she. Yeah, she and 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 by the way, bravo to I had no idea Paul Rudd's character would oh, last yeah. till the end. Well, when he showed up in the first episode that he's yeah. in, I said, oh shit, I forgot he's in this, and like he's in it for a while. I thought he'd be a quick story arc no. in and out, and I'm like, whoa, he he rode that sob all the way home. But you know, on the way out, all I could think was, man, they really. Kind of left Joey in the dust, and that's that's obviously why they had the spinoff that didn't pan out. But they're Maybe like, that's the reason everybody why. moved on and moved on without him, and he's still in the same building now. He's alone. So, but but now, did you watch Joey? No. The, and by the way, I will say that's when I started my college partying days. Um, <laughs> I was not watching TV. Um, I will say now that I've watched it all. I definitely can see why that's a character they followed. Sure. Especially because he is lovable. He is kind of a storyline within himself. Well, with, his, his sisters and like his just his life in general. Yeah. So, and I know the the Joey show brought in Dre DeMatteo from yeah. The Sopranos. And I believe she played like a sister, sister or something yeah. like that, right? But I can see why they followed that story. And it, I mean, I'm sh- I didn't watch it. I, I'm sure it worked for a while. But yeah. you know, you're the, the problem is then you're just sitting around waiting for everybody else to yeah. show up. Like, when's he going out? When's he going over for the twins' birthday at Monica and Chandler's house? He never is. They're never going to show up. And I think that was partially why it didn't work. Which is why I think they they do that comparison of Seinfeld and Friends because everyone waited. What's going to happen after yes. Seinfeld? Is is Kramer going to get the spinoff? Kind of like The Office, you know. Yeah. Who's going to get the spinoff? Is Dwight going to get yeah. the uh, spinoff? And it was, it, I remember it being attempted with friends. And from the outside looking in, I said, really? Joey, that's the one that's that they're the going to do. I'm like, that's kind of okay. And now that I've watched it, I go, oh, all right. So I have questions for you since you are a first time watcher. Go ahead. Um, your first time, I'm long time. So I'm curious. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite storyline of the entire show? Favorite storyline. And it can be something that happened over seasons or it can be just one episode. I feel like just because it was very relatable, um, the Chan, uh, Chandler and Monica um, coming out to everyone <laughs> that they're doing the hibbity-dibbity. Yeah. And the reason why is because um, our relationship, um, when when we first got together, my dear, was mixing a little bit of personal and professional, and and for anyone who's ever been involved in a workplace romance, you gotta keep it on the DL for a while. You know, dude. some people choose to never. T- I mean, who knows? Do you remember that that like warm, tingly, terrifying feeling that would come over you when somebody at work would ask you about it? Uh, I remember it. I remember <laughs> being. I remember like. I must have been the worst liar. They're like, uh, his name was Cracker on the air. Yeah. And they'd be like, what's going on with you and Cracker? And I could immediately start, like, feel, I, could, I started to sweat. 
And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe it's because That's we why. we went through that same scenario where it was like nobody knew, and then one person knew, and then yeah, and then like, and then one and then other the person. Fell, yeah, but that one person didn't know that that person knew, yeah. and so it was yeah. And so I think that was the funniest to me because it's you know just funny of how we all construct little storylines in our yeah. heads, and we all think that we know exclusive info when really everyone uh, kind of really? knows. You and, may not know anything. So what was your least favorite storyline? Uh, Joey and Rachel dating. Okay. That's, yep. that's pretty, that it, amongst the Friends fans, that's pretty common. Yeah, which is which is weird but for I did, as this, much as I love Joey the character, yeah. I did not like seeing him get together with Rachel. I thought I would hate it more, but I liked the buildup to it this time around. But then again, those are in the later seasons, which like I said in the beginning, I was in college mm-hmm. and like working and partying. So I wasn't really paying a lot of attention. So I may have caught like one episode while they were dating and n- nothing else. So I kind of like the build up to it, but yeah, no, that's very common for friends fans. Nobody and like that. I love them as a roommates though. I mean, I yes. mean, Joey is such a, you know, like a buddy, a good buddy. Yeah. He's like a good buddy to have on camera. And I, I mean, I loved so much of the uh, storyline and just interaction both when he was um, roommates with Chandler yes. and when he was roommates with uh, Rachel. I always, I mean, and who, they had what's-her-name in there for a few, Denise Richards, right? Um, um, no. Elle no, no, McPherson? Elle McPherson, Elle yeah. McPherson, I'm sorry. Denise Richards was the uh, Ross and Monica's cousin. Yeah, that's right, somewhere in there. I, they, had, they, had, they had a lot of very, from someone watching it now in 2021 for the first time, who's 43, it was a lot of like the who's who. Oh, of that time. Of days past. Like, George, oh, those George. were... George Those were Clooney, all the hottest people. George Clooney, Noah Wiley, Greg Kinnear. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, Elle McPherson. Um, Denise Richards. Denise Richards. G- I mean, it's... Christina it really, Applegate. Yeah, it was the who's who of that yeah, time. They, they would all pop up. But yeah, so I loved like him, just his interactions as a roommate, I I always loved. But yeah, by far, if I had to say, if there's one storyline I could just, you know, Do delete without, out... Yeah. That's it. Just I don't like how much time it takes up. I don't like how it, you know, makes it reveals this whole other side of Joey where I don't know, don't this like any of it. Romantic side of Joey. Yeah, don't yeah, don't like it. I, I got to admit, I really don't think Ross and Rachel had a healthy relationship. And I know Ross and Rachel has become like synonymous with couples yeah. that last forever and are meant to be together. Which is weird because yeah, we don't know if they work out. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> You're taking a leap of faith yes. in that their final moments, which we've all had those final moments that still end up to a breakup, right? Yeah, exactly. Where you're like, this time it's it's real. No, it's not. This time it's going to work. Even though you know it's not. Right. Maybe you're caught up in the fucking moment. Maybe she wanted someone... Listen, that's a big move to make. As someone who's yeah. moved around the country, especially in my 20s and with a kid before, um, you know, maybe sometimes you're waiting for someone to tug on your arm to say, stay, you're like, okay. Well, you got to remember too, I mean, 2004, to move overseas, that was before... Before we were really, really deep down in the internet, before FaceTime, before all that. A a move overseas was like, I'm never going to see you again. I remember when your sister went to Scotland um, for an extended six-week vacation. Um, It was supposed to be for school, but she came back. (laughs) So I remember even then, that was what, 2000? That was 2007. 2007. Or no, 2008. You guys had to jump through fucking hoops to do like Skype 
Skype was brand Skype new. Skype video phone calls. And I think we had to pay for it, Oh, too. yeah. It was no, not they free. No, they weren't video calls. It was, they, yeah, they, they were just regular was, phone calls. Yeah, but you it, it cost, like, a, a small fortune. Yeah, because she was over there in Scotland and, like, didn't want to get a new phone or some shit. But so. I'll tell you, man, you know, not... I don't know if it's just, like, the mom and me, but I cannot freaking believe now mm-hmm. that Rachel would even consider a move to Paris. Yep. Say it. In any way, shape, or form without Ross. Thank you very much. Why? That's the father of, of your child. Because of the baby. Like, even though you're not together, you guys chose to have a baby together. Yep. You have a responsibility towards each other and this child. And she's all like, I'm going to go. And I'm like, holy shit. Did you, did you talk to Ross about this? Yeah, I will say. That's pretty th- shitty. That was, I mean, it's, it's like any other TV show where... Children aren't really the focus. I say it's different when you're you're in a Cosby show esque show, and I, yeah. I know it's a terrible example, yes, but <laughs> in the in the family in the family ties, how about that? Like you know, it's a family centric show. So if you have a baby, you're going to see that that baby grow up on camera. Friends does a pretty good job of the babies come and then they're off screen. I mean, I don't remember Ben disappearing that bad. I mean, Ben is ben gone. Ben is gone for like the last four or five seasons. Emma, gone. Yeah, but with Emma, at least they make excuses. Like they're yeah, like, but they still, say Emma's with, never no, with them. No, she's always with, the, she's always with Rachel's mom. There's always someone or, who has Emma. Or she's sleeping in the other apartment yeah. and Rachel's in Monica's apartment so, with the baby monitor. If you were to really think about it, Really think about it. Would you pick up and move across the country? I mean, that would be, they they have to work out parental, like custody. They have to work yeah. out uh, financial shit. That yeah, was it was all very nonsense. weird. Like, Ross didn't seem very upset about Emma yeah. moving. He seemed upset about Rachel moving. Yeah, didn't care about even, his daughter at all. At one point, Pat's like, he yelled out like, what? So you don't care about Emma anymore? Right? Like, like, real mad. like I would be upset if my fucking kid was leaving to like go to Paris. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you are going to see that kid once or twice a year. If you're lucky. If you're lucky and you're going to miss everything. Every milestone. And then yeah. the kid's going to only speak French. Yep. And so you're, you're going to be that more disconnected. And then, yeah, you're not going to be like, call. I'm like, come on, dude. But yeah, that, that was, I will say, definitely odd how they drove that storyline. I understand why. Well, yeah, they but, had to close it out somehow. Yeah. I mean, which I will say they did. And I understand how you're saying they left Joey hanging because Estelle dies. Oh, God. They just, I mean, he is just, he's in like purgatory. Just all by himself. Yeah. But I mean, I do. It would, but it wouldn't, here's the thing. I don't feel like it would have been satisfying if they like wrapped his story up in a little I boat. will say this. As the debate kind of and like what we said was after we watched Friends we'd watch Seinfeld right yeah so you know that's the big complaint about Seinfeld is how like how they left the characters which was famously do you know yes I watched it so they famously left the characters in jail right that's the last scene of Seinfeld where I think Friends did the fans and the characters justice where they they, they really down to the oh Ross this time it's real. Yeah. We'll make it work this time. Which no, they're they still they're not together today. They yeah, wouldn't be. No, fuck no. They'd be broken up today. They'd be broken up. They They'd might be in like second well, he'd he'd be in like fifth or sixth marriage. I was gonna say for him, he was already going in with three, but you know. I don't know. It was I was really, really yeah. pleasantly but they surprised did it very well. at how the show holds up comedically. Like the jokes are not outdated. It's great writing. Um just, great acting. Yeah, I appreciate it so much more. If you're on the yeah. fence about watching it again, Trust me, it's worth it. Like now, you, I on. feel like our friends are gone now. Here's the real question. Are we going to watch the reunion? 
Tonight? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.